How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Paterka in the far corner. Open the scoring in this game. Here's Benson in front. Scores! Zach Benson, that's all he does is go to the net, and he gets rewarded here. The Sabres pick up their fifth of this game. It's 5-0 Buffalo. Pass in front, looking to tip that one towards the net. Kopitar trying to be a little creative there with Byfield. Near side. What a save by Lukanen. Oh, man, as he rolls it over at the near post. You're listening to the Extra Point Show on WGR Sports Radio 550. Good morning, everyone. Zach Jones and Josh Schmidt hanging out with you for the next two hours. Right there, Dan Dunleavy on the calls. They won 7 nothing, Josh. Look at that. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was fun. You were at the game last night. Yes, and it was, the, the crowd was great, which was really surprising. I, I, I did see that there was chants for one, two, three, four, five, six, we want seven. There were chants. That there were fun. chants in English. There were chants in Spanish. There were chants in French. Yeah, apparently everyone had a Rosetta Stone on uh, on their tablets, apparently. Because we were sitting there. Me and my girlfriend were sitting there, and all of a sudden we hear them go, uno, do, and I'm like, wow, they're doing it in Spanish. And then we hear it again, and we're like, that sounds very unfamiliar, because I don't know French. Mm-hmm. And then I, I hear, like, one number that I'm like, wait. Wait a second. That's French. Like, they're doing it in every language now. And, and that's it, good. It was, it was fun. And then there was this guy in front of us. He had insane energy. Like, we were at, let's see, we were counting up. Mm-hmm. To you know, seven or whatever we were mm-hmm. at, like where it was you know the Sabers are at six nothing and it's we want seven, and the guy stands up and he goes no we want eight, and I'm like buddy you missed a goal like we I get what you're saying but like, and then we get to seven and he wants nine he wants twelve oh wow he just jumps to twelve and it's like I, I, I like where you're going dude but yeah, we, like I we, love the energy but like, we're a little it off down here a little like, bit yeah it, but it was it, the guy was like. He was really into it, and it was it, it, it made me have a good time. Like good. it wasn't really hard to have a good time at that game. I mean, that yeah. was it, 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 and like I said, it was super surprising because I got there, and you know, you'd think with all the things that have been going on, like crowd wouldn't be that good. It's mm-hmm. a Tuesday night game, whatever. It was pretty full. Like it felt full when everyone stood up, stood up for the anthem. Like it looked like a good game. Like it looked like there was a lot of people there and everything. Mm-hmm. And sure, there's spots, obviously, of but course. like the three hundreds were. They're like loaded. Like it looked pretty good. And they showed it too. Like the fans that were there, including myself, we were 
very into it. <laughs> and, and it but it made it, so. it, it made it easy that the Sabres scored early and they kept scoring. I mean, what was it, three nothing at the end of the first period? Yeah. And so I mean, like yeah. I mean, they were on top of LA early and never really stopped. Mm-hmm. You also got a lot of depth scoring. Jordan Greenway had three points last night, including two goals. Two goals. Yeah. Zach Benson. I mean, you heard it there. Um, he he just kind of refused to score like a normal goal. Yeah. He, it, it's he never, only wicked. He never just shoots it coming down the wing. He's got. To like, he's gonna fall down. He's gonna do weird dangles. He's gonna use thing. the other end of his stick, yeah, and like slide it into the net, or like insane, head it off of his head like a soccer goal or something. Next, Jacob like, Bryson had two assists last night. He, I found that out this morning, right before we went on air, because I was looking at the stats real quick, just because I knew Greenway had three, but I'm like, all right, who had multiple point games? And I'm like, Jacob Bryson, interesting. It was also two assists. it was his first points since I think. I'd be able to look it up, but my computer decided to update as we were coming into the show. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, but I think it was 2023 of last season. So March of 2023, I think, is when he had his last point. <laughs> oh, wow. So good for him for, you know, getting out there. But it's also crazy because they're 6-0 and when Jacob Bryson's in the lineup Yeah, which this doesn't season. feel real. Does not feel real. It, it's strange. But, hey, if it works. If it works, it works. And then along with that, as I said, 7-0, and that's what? Uko Pekalukunen's fourth shutout this year? Fourth shutout of his career, too. Of his career. Amazing. He has been so good. 33 saves last night. He really has become something special. Yeah. Like in, in, in a relatively lost year, he has been one of the lone bright spots. Well, it's Long, not... Him, J.J. Paterka has been very, very good. Yep. Benson, Benson, Benson. The prospect of Benson is yeah, great. It's not like his, Benson. his output is, is anything... Like, oh my God, look at him go. Yeah, no, no, no. That was his first goal in like a month. Yeah, it's been but, a little bit. But when he's not scoring, he still looks like a great player because he's all over the ice. He's Last night, I think he almost got in like two or three fights. It was crazy. Like He's scrappy. He was getting after it with like Philip Deneau. Yeah, he's and, something. And, and mind you, Zach Benson isn't the tallest, biggest no, guy. No, and he's no, also 18. Yeah. You're going up against Philip Deneau, who is probably one of, at, at the time, at one time was one of the better players in the mm-hmm. NHL, like in terms of, you know, free agent and trade piece and all that stuff. But it was just really funny to see him like kind of go after the guy and just start jawing after. It wasn't like he was responding. It was, he started it. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. and, and it's, yeah. it's great to see. Cause you don't like, he, that's where I think he looks kind of like Jeff Skinner. Cause Jeff Skinner does that too. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it's great. But like, you also have to look at last night, the Sabres blocked 28 shots for Lukanen. That, that's insane. There were probably, you know, seven of them in the last two minutes of the game. I, I remember yeah. I saw Dylan Cousins go down in front and kind of take one off the back. And yeah, yep, and yep. That was first of all, that was really scary. I was like, oh no, here we go. Like Cousins is going to be out now or something. But mm-hmm. he was fine. He got up, shook it off, and whatever. But it's it's not like this team has had issues like playing for each other. But moments like that where it's you know guys are laying themselves out on the line. To get their goalie a shutout, that's like important pieces that we haven't seen throughout this drought of selflessness of a team to just go out there and do it. Yes. Granted, it has not nearly been the like it's not the top of the issue box. Mm-hmm. Like there's other things going on, but that is one of the po- components that you like to see more. And you've seen that a lot this season and last season, where you know these guys are playing for each other, they're going out there and they're just playing together. Yeah, it's just I wanted to get the positivity out of the way early. Oh, believe me, I I because it's hard it's hard being this positive, but it's also not. 
because it's, it's, tr- it's tricky. It's a my, weird spot to be in. Yeah, and my point is with them, and, and we were talking a little bit before I got in here today, of just like, all right, like right, we're, we're going to talk about the Sabres, and you kind of got excited because you're like, I'm going to force you. And I'm like, I, I, yeah, but you're not going to love what I have to say. And you're like, no, don't worry. I, I think we're thinking the same thing. <laughs> and for me, it's just it's a little too late. You know, I, like, look, I had fun watching it. I That's the first full Sabres game I've watched in, like, a month and a half. And I had a great time doing it. I, I loved it, you know, the whole thing. And I still sat there at the end going, cool. So now we're going to go back to the offensive style of play. Now we're going to go to where, like, they're they're going after everyone. They look like they want to put people on their back foot immediately. They started the game off fast. They look like they were confident again. It's, it's great. You waited till mid-February. And, and even then, we're saying all this. Like, it, like it, it might be a turning point game. It's a really good chance they get blown out by Florida at home. Because they can't really win at home very often. And it's just, they're going to have to do a lot of work. A lot of work for much of the fan base to really get people to even be relatively engaged again. Let alone fully believing they're good. And a lot of it too, also for me, comes from Ukopekalukanen having great games last week. I mean, great games. And in three games you scored a total of three goals. Games you probably should have won. Because you were getting great goaltending performances. And he was 0 for 2. I mean, like, just... It, it's very... It's so, so frustrating, man. And, and like, we talk about it a lot off-air. And we talk a lot about it on-air. Just how frustrating they have become as an organization. Where it's just... I don't know where to go from here. I want them to make a trade. I want them to do something at the deadline that signals, like, this year was not good enough. You know, we've we've removed this piece and we brought in this guy. Or, you know, we realize, like, we can't have all of our prospects. We've moved a few of them because now we're going to go this way. I don't think they're going to do it, man. I think they they already have, based on how this operation has worked for the last few years, as long as Granado and Adams have been here, they have their excuse ready-made. It's already there. Guys, we were too injured. We never really got to see what this team really could be. You know, Jack, Jack Quinn got hurt in July. I mean, how could we recover? And and that's that is where I just I they need to show me something. Kevin Adams was on air yesterday with Shopin the Bulldog, and I left that kind of just being like lukewarm is probably the best way to put it. I left his appearance on on our station very lukewarm of just like, and I don't think Adams meant it in a bad way. But for me, as somebody, as one of those fans that is worried this organization doesn't want to make moves or isn't willing to make moves, for him to go out there and really kind of get assertive about the fact that, yeah, Casey Middlestat, sure, I'm taking calls because I would be bad, you know, the GM talker, I'd be bad at my job if I wasn't taking calls, which it's the bare minimum, brother. Like, it's the bare minimum. <laughs> right. For him to kind of get up on his high horse and say, you know, yeah, like I'm not in the in, in the mood of trading away core pieces, and and actually, you know, it, you know, we're thinking we're probably going to you know sign him to a contract and keep him here. How many of these guys are you going to bring back who haven't made the playoffs in what's going to be 13 years to long term deals? In the one year where they had expectations, they. Josh, it is like a horse race, and the horse right out of the gate fell down. That was this Sabres year. 
So many people were putting money on them. It was exciting. National people were liking the Sabres and liked the plan that they were doing, and they fell right out of the gate. And they never really got up. They kind of were just dragging their face across the dirt because, for whatever reason, the coaching staff decided, yeah, that whole fun run-and-gun style that we had, the fans, I mean, embraced and adored, um, stop that. You never not, do it again. You never do it again. We are going to go so aggressively defensive with a team that can't really do that style. And we're going to do it literally until it's too late. And, yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to learn to love it. It's just, man, it is frustrating. We were talking today, too. They are not even one of the worst teams in hockey. They're not. No. Their goal difference is minus five. They are getting good goaltending. They have good players on this roster. But, man, this team seems to get in their own way way too much. They start off on, on deficits constantly. Oh, it feels like almost every night. Their, their special teams, their power play specifically, is offensive. It really and truly is. Get the puck to Thompson on the one time. I don't care if he's covered. Figure out a way to do that. And that is just so ridiculous that we're still sitting here with the same power play and the results are radically different from last year. I mean, what was the stat? It was maybe a week ago, but the stat was, you know, Thompson had 20 power play goals alone last year. The Sabres have 20 this year as a team. What are we doing, man? What are we doing here? And that's where, like, as much as last night was a blast, and I look at their schedule and go, man, they should be able to go on a, win- on a winning streak here. They should be able to get above 500. They got Florida tomorrow, but Florida plays tonight against Pittsburgh, so they're going to be on a back-to-back. So you're likely getting a backup goaltender. It's at home. You should be able to get them. Then you get Minnesota on Saturday. Minnesota's not been that great. Maybe get them. Then on Monday, you get Anaheim. Anaheim's terrible. They'll probably lose two of those three. You did also lose to Anaheim in the West Coast trip. You did lose to Anaheim in the West Coast trip. So you will lose two of those three. And, like, that is my thing is just they still have not won three games in a row, Josh. We're in mid-February. It is Valentine's Day. They have not won three games in a row. Bad teams do that. Just on a whim. Just like a, oh, wow, it happened. Hey, I mean, solid week. It ruined our draft position, but solid week. We can't even do that. I think that's been the most frustrating part of this season is because they are literally the definition of mid. Like, it's you're winning one, you're losing one. You're winning the one, you're losing one. The worst place to be in sports. Like it, you're not good enough to make the playoffs, and you're not bad enough to get a good draft pick. And you're also not good enough for players to want to come play for you. I think that's the biggest issue with the Sabres right yeah, now. Yeah, the toxicity around the team is still there. It right. is oh even, so still even there. Even though the, the, the team itself, like the, the players, aren't, well, from what we know, they aren't toxic towards each other. Like, that's no, what no. it seems anyway. There, there's been no reports of that at all. Like, it, it's it's still, a couple weeks ago, they put out, the the Athletic put out their player mm-hmm. poll. Buffalo was third worst <laughs> on cities be. to play in. Not be here, like, as a team, mm-hmm. play in, as an away opponent. The only teams that beat the Sabres out were Winnipeg and someone else. But that's because Winnipeg's arena is, like, 45 minutes outside of the city. Is it really? It's weird. So it's like Ottawa. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. But but the thing is, is is you can like look at last year. Last Mm -hmm. year, the Sabres played great. Tage Thompson looked electric. Cousins was coming into his own. Paterka and Quinn had like that like next step. You you could you you had so many you had so many signs. And yes, you can't predict 
regression. But you also can't sit there and say, well, these guys are all going to progress. Like, some of these guys aren't going to progress. Some of them are. Some of them are going to stay the same. I mean, look at Paterka. Like, Paterka has absolutely progressed. He's right. the team's leading scorer. Exactly. But my point goals there— Goals-wise. I think goals-wise. Goals-wise, yeah. But my point there is it's great that the management and the coaches believe in this team, but you can only believe in them so much. You can only give them so much credit until you have to say, all right, well, you're not working out. You're not getting better. You're getting worse. Mm-hmm. And it's time to do something new. Not Maybe not necessarily trade that player. Because, yes, Tage Thompson's regressed, but I'm yes. not saying trade Tage Thompson. But you bring someone else in. You shake things up. You make someone uncomfortable. Hey, this guy's coming in. I, I'm just throwing names out there. Brock Besser. I, yeah, I, mean, he, look, he, look, I don't think he'd is, ever be a guy. Is, but but you bring in a guy like a, like a Brock Besser. Mm-hmm. Or, or look what Vancouver did where they brought in Elias Lindholm. Yeah. And you make your other players say, hey, that guy could take my job. Yeah, it's I gotta professional start playing sports. Right. Like they're not. I mean, yes, are they kids? This is a very young team. They're all like twenty. They're all 25. around our age, <laughs> but they've been involved in near pro hockey most of their lives. Right. To get to that position, they've kind of had to be a part of like near professional organizations. Yeah. They know the job. They know the organization, or they know the the foundation of it. But you got to make them uncomfortable. Look, initially, I think Renato's idea of no, I need to build everyone up, everyone's confidence up, worked wonders initially. because well, yeah, the but team's when that confidence seems to was... be your only way to get people to be motivated. Yeah, it is going to cause problems. It feels like this team needs a miracle level speech, either from the fans or the coaching staff, to even get up on a Tuesday night. I mean, it took what fire Donnie chance for them to be like, yeah, we really don't like hearing that. Great, win some games, and then he won't get fired. I mean, come on. Like, you 15? Why do we have to have these conversations? Just be a good team. You have talent. You show it often. And that's also where, like, you look at you, you look at leadership, which this team has lacked since the drought started. And Kyle Poso is a great leader, but is he that guy that gets them motivated every night? Is he, you know, the rah-rah, like, let's go, guys. Like, we got to go win this. Like, I, and, I, yeah, and, and like you said, you don't need, you shouldn't need that every night. But at the same time, there are moments where you need that. And if it's not there, then what are you going to do? I hate being like, this guy, and, and I'm going to be this guy. Why are him and Gergensen's here? I, and, and I mean this like, that, look, it's nice and it's a fun story that they've been the leaders. It's here. a business. It, it's not. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, it's a business. They haven't done anything here worth anything. Right. They're nice, fun stories. That's it. And you signed them both back in free agency, locking up any chance you're going to have some of your nice prospects moving up. Or, I don't know, go get better goal scorers who are actually going to do something for your high-flying offense who could allow you to have depth scoring. No, no, we need leadership. What's Darlene and Tuck doing here? Even Tate. You know, they're actually talented players who are also considered up-and-coming leaders. Dylan Cousins. Why'd you, what, bring, why'd you bring in Eric Johnson if you need more leaders? Yeah, this like, is absurd. It's absurd. It's it's one thing to sit there and say, you know, Akposo and Gergensen are leaders and they're veterans on the team. They've been here the longest. But then you go out and you bring in a complete outsider in Eric Johnson and say, well, oh, well, he's going to lead the defense. Yeah, great. He's he gonna, can't play. Yeah. He, he can block shots and he can play on your penalty kill. That's not what you needed. Yes, that's part of the equation, but you needed a defenseman to do everything. You needed someone that could play alongside Darlene. Like Erasmus Anderson in Calgary. Yeah. He's available, kind of. Like kind of make a hard deal. Go go get aggressive. Trade Matt Savoy and Isaac Roseanne. And well, hey, you guys are great prospects, but we need to get better now. Yeah. And 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 judging from what 
Kevin Adams said yesterday with Shobin Bulldog is it seems like he doesn't want to trade any trade for futures. He wants to trade for players. For now, yeah. And it also seems like he doesn't want to trade Casey Middlestat. So there's only one other group of people he can the trade. The prospects. That would make a, a yeah. worthwhile addition. Because there are players he could trade, but it's you're going to get probably the same kind of player in return or you're going to yep. get draft picks. Speaking of the trade deadline, it's time now to get connected to our fans. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Let's go to Nick, who's hanging on the line. Nick, good morning. How are we doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I was just wondering if you think that they should go after like a top-end forward, another depth forward, or like a stay-at-home defenseman kind of guy at the deadline and get rid of some of these top-end prospects we got because we just have way too many. Mm-hmm. There's just no room for them. Yeah, absolutely, Nick. Thanks for the call. And and that's my point is like there's too many prospects. They're not going to find spots on this roster, especially if you sign Casey Middlestad to a long-term deal. Maybe not seven years, but if you sign to a long-term deal, that's another forward spot. You're not bringing up your prospects. And this is where uh, our own Brayton Wilson has brought this up a lot. He's over at WBEN, comes in and fills in on GR as well. He's brought up Logan O'Connor often for the Colorado Avalanche as someone who's on their third line but is sitting here at a career year, 13 goals, 12 assists, 25 total points, and he's on their third line. He also adds speed, and he's relatively young. He's not in his 30s. I believe he's about 26, 27. So you'll, he, he comes in, he fits the project you're doing. He's 27. 27. He fits the project you're doing, and he actually adds depth scoring. And he adds speed. And he's price effective. And he's price effective. He's at a million-dollar contract this year and next year. So you're not really adding anything to the cap either. So, no. And that's not even really an issue for the Sabres because they have cap space. They have cap space. It's not if, like if you're, you want to go defenseman, I know Hannafin's name has been brought up often. For the like only the problem with Hannafin is he's a left shot. He's a left shot defenseman. So it's there. you're running into like, okay, yeah. there's too many of you. We have to we have to move off of one. You're running into the log jam. But like, there's yeah. also, and I, I like the idea, but it, I feel like they'd have to pay too much. Um, Sean Walker in Philadelphia. Okay. He's a right shot defenseman. He's got 17 points. Not really an offensive defenseman, but he can, you know, do that. But it's more of a this is a guy you put with Rasmus Dallin to say, hey, just give me the He's going to go up the ice and you're going to stay right here. Yeah, just and give, you're gonna just give make me the sure puck we don't and get be sound on. defensively. That's yeah. it. And and he's been one of the key pieces for the Flyers, so I don't even know if he'd get traded, but if he did, I think he'd be a lot more of an asking price than any GM should pay yeah, because he's a UFA at the end of the year. Mm, he's okay. maybe just in a good system. Like we've seen a lot of strange things come out of Philadelphia this year with John Tortorella as yeah. head coach. Yeah. And I kind of have a bold prediction for next year of even though Philly looks great right now, mm-hmm. that John Tortorella effect is going to wear off Oh yeah, and they're going to just nosedive. Cause that's, that's what happens with him with every team. He's great for like two years and it's because the players are like, yeah, like we like this, like, you know, Tough guy system, and, and we're gonna but, but it we're gonna you. work our asses off and, and be good yeah. at hockey. And then after a while, you become Cam Atkinson, where it's like, hey, get this guy away from me. Like, yeah, like he's I'm crazy. Ex- I'm mentally exhausted, yeah. and I hate coming to right. work every day. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, that's one of the guys I've been looking at. But it, like I said, I think that'd be too much of a price to pay mm-hmm. just for a rental where you're probably still gonna miss the playoffs because. If it, now, if it was a sign and trade, I might be more open to it. But mm-hmm. I'm more into Rasmus Anderson or a younger. Yeah, side on guys the that things. like I'm trading forward now to see what they are this year, but also going into next year. Right, and there, mm-hmm. and, and if you're looking at forwards, one guy that popped into my head, Anthony Mantha on Washington. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, this holy cow like this guy's amazing, but he's got 23 points in 43 games. 
He's a little expensive right now. He's UFA at the end of the year. If you can get him to maybe sign back, maybe that's somebody that can help you out next year as a Good depth team. scorer. Yeah. But, you know, that's potentially running into the same issue of, hey, it's, you know, not the same effect, but it's, hey, it's Zemgus Gergensen's. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You're scoring 15 points and you're just your entire taking career. up. Well, Mantha's not that way, mm-hmm. but Mantha could be, you know, trending that way, like with age and, yeah. you know. Absolutely. Got to take our quick, our first time out here if you want to join the conversation. What do you think the Sabres should do with the trade deadline? Do you want to see them kind of just stay the course, move back to that offense style of play and just try to make a, a run of the playoffs now? Or do you want to see them start trading pieces, start actually kind of shaking it up a little bit? We'd love to hear your thoughts. 803-0550 is the number to call. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, hanging out with you here until 12 here on the Extra Point Show. And you're listening to WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast what i can tell you on case in particular and i know there's been some reports out there that we're shopping him that could not be further from the truth that is just flat out not true and i will tell fans that are listening I know there's blogs and there's all these different rumor sites. I would say almost all of the stuff you probably see is just not true. Severs General Manager Kevin Adams there on his appearance with Shope and the Bulldog from yesterday. If you missed that, you can find it on our website, WGR550.com, or on the Odyssey app. And, uh, yeah, there. I mean, just obviously every single rumor you've ever heard is uh, factually incorrect. Obviously. Well, 
I mean, it's the standard in sports. Every rumor you hear about anybody is wrong. This is see, until we, until until it's proven true, and then it's well, yeah, you know, people were saying this, but that was not it. But see, like, we did trade him. We we were talking about this before the show of look at the Islanders with Lou Lamarillo. Now Lou Lamarillo, I'm convinced, thinks that it is 1984, and the Oilers are, or the Islanders have just won their fourth cup in a row. But regardless. He keeps everything in house. Man, they did do that. They I, like, did. They went on I can't, four I don't, in a row. I don't like the Islanders. I looked this up the other day with the Chiefs obviously winning two in a row. Mm-hmm. The last team to have won three in a row in American sports is the LA Lakers. But in the same article, it was like, yeah, and then like out of nowhere, the Islanders won four Stanley Cups in a row in the eighties. And I'm like, they did do that. Like, like I'm pretty I know sure, that, but it always catches me by surprise. I'm pretty sure the Edmonton Oilers didn't even do that with Gretzky. I don't think they did. I, I don't think and they did. And that's the part that shocks me more. But my, my point there is, is Lou Lamarillo never, ever, ever lets any rumors out. Mm-hmm. When the trade happens or when a signing happens, he's the one that's reporting it. And it and it was never like, oh, well, like this might happen with the Islanders here. No. It, when that Bo Horvat trade happened last year, it was, hey, guys, Bo Horvat's an Islander. What? Like, all right. Where, I guess, I guess he is. Where did that come from? Like, all right, sure. Like, that's, that's what I like about him and that's like the only good thing about I, him as a GM but I but, feel like with that though it's got to be like he truly like wakes up the day of the trade and goes I'm gonna make it like <laughs> like, like yeah. doesn't like really think of anything it's all else just like in his head and then like the day of he's like all right guys I got it figured out we're gonna do this that and the other thing they need this person we need that person give them a call and I bet you they take it and then they they call him up and oh yeah Bo Horvat for Anthony Bavillier and like that works round. cool all right yeah that's exactly what we want and then there it is. But it, but it has to be. Like I said, I, I I wonder about how, you know, that whole rumor thing's going with Casey Middlestat. Like, I, I'm not saying I don't believe Kevin Adams, but at the same time, like, there's there's got to be something going on here where at least teams are calling. Like, mm-hmm. we know that. But I just think that with Casey Middlestat, it makes more sense now to trade prospects rather than keep him. 100%. Like, it, it just – it. He's one of your more consistent players over the past three years. Say what you will about when he first got here, but he was 18 years old, not doing what Zach Benson's doing. He was 18, clearly should have been down to the minor. Right. And the Sabres were like, we need to sell tickets. Yes. Middle stat you're in. And, see, and he's like, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, are you sure about are that? Are we 100% positive? But that's where it's like, you know, I'm okay with trading middle set if it's the right package but i'm more so on board with trading these prospects at this point like i love all the prospects don't get me wrong but you can't i love keep the everybody. prospects i'm with you i love the prospects but it was always a thing as they were accumulating all this talent it was always a thing of i love what the prospects could bring the sabers yes. whether it be themselves personally as players or as them as trade pieces mm-hmm. and it seems like as of right now up to this point the sabers have looked at them just as the players rather than Hey, we could package two of you guys and get like an immediate 24, 25 year old defenseman, 24, 25 year old winger mm-hmm. who will come in and immediately make us better rather than essentially doing their rebuild or retool, whatever you want to call it, on slow motion, which is kind of what it's been. It has been like every month is going to be the slow grind rather than like taking some leaps and bounds when it feels appropriate. Speaking of that, let's go back to the phone lines. We've got Chris in Lancaster on the line. Chris, good morning. How are we doing? Good. How you doing, guys? Doing very well. Good. So I'm kind of glad you guys are bringing this up or talking about this because I've been saying this now for a couple of years. Like, you, you can only have so many prospects. Like, all these guys that we have aren't going to play here. Exactly. It's just the reality of it is. You know what I mean? So you, you, you're only allowed so many contracts, whether it's two-way contracts, NHL contracts. So you have to do something. 
you know what I mean? Like I just said, you know, the reality is all these guys aren't going to play. Um, and then secondly, I, I just, I'm, I don't, I hate to badmouth the way that Adams has kind of resigned players or whatever, but I just, the, the Matias Samuels thing to me, it, it could be genius four years down the road when this guy's making whatever he's making five or 6 million or whatever. But I think you have to take that with the fact that he's only going to play 60 games a year. Cause he's just constantly, constantly hurt. He's looked awful this year. Owen power has looked awful this year. The, the one thing I will say that's been different in years past, the, the goaltending is not the issue this year. The goaltending has been unbelievable to be totally honest. They, they've kept them in games and five on five. They're, they're really good power play. They're atrocious, which is the same unit they've had the last couple of years. So how that's decided not to work this year is kind of mind boggling. But um, the, yeah, the, the prospect thing to me is you just, you, you got to start flipping some of these guys. Cause it, it's just, like I said, you're, you're not, everybody's going to sign here or not. Everybody's even going to play here. Um, and then lastly, just real quick, if you guys don't mind, and I, this could be, I could be way off topic here and, and people might not agree with me, but the way they handled Devin Levi, I think it was completely, completely wrong. Um, in my opinion, the, the, the worst thing that could have happened was the way he played last year in those seven games. Cause everybody just assumed he's good to play 30 or 40 games here. And I, mm-hmm. I still think he's another year away at least in Rochester of playing up here. It's just, it's almost like, I almost compare it to Gabe Davis. He had a huge monster game against Kansas city couple of years ago where he had 200 yards and four touchdowns and everybody just anointed him that the second mm-hmm. receiver and I just I don't think he was ever going to be a second receiver that's just not not in his DNA you know what I mean he's a perfect third receiver that catches three four balls a game for 50 yards not a guy that's going to get 10 targets a game because that's just not him but I kind of thought the same thing with with you know with leave I just I really honestly think he's at least another year away like to, to throw this kid in the net for 30 or 40 games coming off a college season where I can't remember the stat, but like 90% of college kids that play college, that play college hockey don't even see an NHL ice service. It's a completely, totally different game. You're going from playing two weekends, you know, two, two days in a row or three days because of NCAA regulations to playing every day in the NHL. It's just a totally different animal. You guys know that, but mm-hmm. that's it. And I'll just take your comments off there. Awesome. Chris, thanks for the call, man. Uh, I agree with most of that, if not all of it. That Gabe Davis comparison, is, that, that's a really, really good We comparison. were sitting here with our mics off, and we both went, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And, it, and you know what, though? We'll, we'll start from there and then go backwards, because I, I do want to jump on that Samuelson point. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I really like what he said there. But, yeah, on the Levi point, the thing is, and, and, and to a certain extent, yeah, I think Chris is spot on, that those seven games, him playing well, really kind of set a bad mindset for a lot of Sabres fans if he's going to come right in and just be right. good, yeah. even though – when you looked at like Ryan Miller and and um and his award winning seasons at Michigan State compared to Levi and his award winning seasons at Northeastern, Miller played like an astronomically more amount of games because he played longer in college than Levi, and so there was that kind of feeling. But people were starting to kind of ignore it because there was sort of this feeling of like, yeah, but Levi's different. He's one two. Uh, it's not Hobie Baker. What's the what's the college hockey? Mike Richter. Mike Richter. He won well, the the goalie. One. The goalie. Yeah, one, yeah. The Mike Richter award. He won two Mike Richter awards. First ever goalie to do so. But I think the award got announced or created in like the nineties. So yeah, but the sample still, size is not huge. Still, but yes, but yes, it's pretty impressive. Absolutely. And so there was this feeling that he was going to be different than college goalies beforehand. I will tell you, man, it was early on in this season. It was the goal that wasn't from like across ice. And he just misplaces it entirely. I can't remember who it is against, but it's like uh, Calgary. Calgary. I was I was at the game. I was at the end. That's right, because we're texting about and it. And I was right. watching yes. it. And I was like, wait a minute, that went in. 
and and even he had the same sort of reaction of like, oh my god, that it, went in. It went in, and I saw <laughs> that, and I went, oh baby, like like it like we are pushing the envelope here of him being up in in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And has he had some good performances in Buffalo? Yeah, he's incredibly talented. He will be a great goaltender. I think he's so. currently a. I don't even know. I, I don't want to call it a flash in the pan, but it's like you have. Those moments where it's like, yeah, that's great, but you don't have the consistency. It's because he's, tw- he's a 21-year-old rookie. Right, and Ukapekalukunin is giving you that consistency. He has played – he's 7-5 he's and five in his in his past 12 games, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that record doesn't look great, but he's got like a 1.6 goals against average. Yeah, it's, like it's been only, not by him. He's only let – like in his last five games, mm-hmm. he gave up three goals to Anaheim. Two goals to San Jose, two goals to Dallas, two three goals to St. Louis. One of the goals against St. Louis is an empty netter. The other goal against Dallas, I believe, is an empty netter. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong there. But still. And then that, there was that one game against Vancouver a couple weeks ago where he lets in one goal, but the Sabres can't buy one. They has, they hit the post four yeah, times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they lose one nothing. That's the thing. It's not You're not losing 6-3 to three anymore. You're losing 2-1, to 3-1, one, to one, mm-hmm. one nothing. Two nothing because like, it, it's been a big thing. Like they can't score this year. It's been a huge thing. Right. I will say on Levi, by the way, his stats down in Rochester. Uh, he's three two and two, uh, three wins, two losses, two overtime losses, goals against two point five seven. So I mean that's that's pretty darn good. He's, he's yeah. well he's well under three goals against. Right, that's pretty good. And then his, his save percentage is nine twelve. Okay, yeah, that's that's what you want him to be doing, and you want him to be pushing those guys to the playoffs because that you also have Yuri Kulik, mm-hmm. Isaac Rosan. You have those kinds of players on Rochester, and you want them to be, you know, getting better and yeah. and getting in that winning mentality, that winning environment. You don't want your AHL to just be, yeah, well, we got a bunch of veterans down there and like a couple prospects. Yeah, we, and we just really want like, Rochester to be awesome. Yeah, like we we we're gonna put like you know guys that could probably be on a fourth line somewhere in the NHL, but they're on the first line in the AHL scoring like eighty points a year, mm-hmm. looking great. It, it, that's not what farm teams are meant to be, and sometimes they become that just because of how good the big club becomes. Yeah. But with Rochester, in the position the Sabres are in with their prospects and stuff, that should be one of the best teams in the AHL, and they're not. Yeah. And that's also where you have to look at and say, okay, why are they not this good? Maybe we should start moving off some of these prospects. Mm-hmm. And it, while, while their value is still there. Right. Yeah. So, because, I, mean, I mean, to the caller's other point, though, too, like like – not everyone's going to be able to sign contracts. Mm-hmm. I think for me, my my more fear is that they're going to wait too long to where Matthew Savoy still not being on an NHL roster. All of a sudden, yep. he goes from a guy that was picked in the top 10 of his respective draft class to all of a sudden a guy who cannot make an NHL roster on a Sabres team that is in a thir- going on to a 13-year playoff drought. And just that being around the prospect, let alone the fact that he has picked up some injuries. Mm. And he is not scoring amazingly in the WHL. All of a sudden, that becomes a thing of, okay, well, what's the value on this guy? Now, all of a sudden, a top 10 pick you had that is not making a roster isn't even getting you anything in return because you took three years to decide if he was going to be a Sabre or somewhere else. That scares me. Yuri Kulik and Isak Rosan playing on Rochester this year. I don't know how they've been stats-wise. I, I, I mean, we've had spots where they've both come up to the Sabres. So, uh, Roseanne more than Kulik. Kulik played one game. Yeah. But still, I mean, that's not it, – it was an injury kind of night. Mm-hmm. Like, a, hey, we need somebody to come up. 
Here's your shot. Yeah, and go. He didn't really do anything. He didn't do much. But you can't really fault him for that at the same time. Yeah, so I mean, like, like that's that that's a big part of me too. Is like you cannot wait forever to trade some of these guys because then eventually what they give you isn't anything. Right. And then on Isak Roseanne, by the way, thirty nine games played this year, twenty seven points, eleven goals. Uh, and then I'll try to get Yuri Kulik here as fast as Kulik I can. Kulik has uh, twenty five points in thirty three games, sixteen goals, and nine assists. Okay, so I mean, so they're, they're about the same. Solid years overall, not yeah. nothing, nothing crazy, not bad. But that's also your again. I, I know I just said, oh well, you want your AHL to be young. There's a lot of AHL teams that aren't. These guys are playing against grown men, grizzled NHL veterans that are trying to make their way back up to the NHL. Yeah, in the playoffs last like, year, like that, that became Rochester's biggest problem is they were running into teams that, like, no, no, they're built for the AHL. Right. Like, yeah. they're bigger, Like the Hershey strong, Bears. Yeah, the Hershey Bears specifically. Like, yeah. So there's lots of, you know, there's things to take away from the AHL, and there's also stuff where you have to kind of keep an open mind to what mm-hmm. they're actually playing against. Yeah. Real quick, I want you to give the, I want to give this uh, food for thought during the break. Okay. Say the Sabres trade Casey Middlestat and one or two of their prospects. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Think about that. And then All right. We'll get back into it. We'll do that when we come back. If you want to join the conversation, 803-0550 is the number to call. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in here on the Extra Point Show. And you're listening to WGR. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops. Getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Contest time. The call number five at 716-221-4WGR. That's 716-221-4947 to win a pair of tickets to see Tower of Power on Saturday, March 2nd at OLG Stage at Fallsview Casino at 8 p.m. Plus a $100 dining voucher at Overtime Sports Lounge. Must be 19 years of age or older to win. And for tickets, visit FallsviewCasinoResort.com. Good luck. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. I was going to say, I don't think we actually said it on air yet. Did you get me anything? Uh, no, no. Come on, oh, no. Right. Well, I thought, with that being said, so like both. I me, thought we had something special. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> Valentine's Day is weird because it always falls like on the middle of the week. Oh yeah, and yeah. so like you really can't, it's it's tough to operate like like the hours I work I work you know I work till about eight at night. Yeah, most so nights. you're working through dinner time. I'm not going like to dinner tonight. Like I'm not right. going to do that. Yeah. So me and my girlfriend have already talked about it. It's like, yeah, well, like we'll plan something two, three, four weeks in advance, and we'll just do it like when like the weather's nicer. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like that's, I was terrified. Honestly, that's a great call because then the weather's nice and you can go outside and do something. Right. Yeah. And, Whereas like, the whole like, thing, like that's that's it's in the middle of February. Like, look, we've had a nice-ish late winter. 
I think Punk's Tony Phil lied, but that's just me. Well, he's a liar, and we all know that. He is. I mean, it's 20 degrees outside this morning when I got up. Yeah, but it's sunny. So, like, it, it's like, it's like. I guess the sun is back. Yeah. That, that makes it nice. So, I mean, it makes it somewhat nice. But, yeah. So, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Hope you have a great day. Hope it's hope it's lovely. If you are single, treat uh, yourself. Lovely. Treat yourself. You know? You, look at you with the puns. That's what I do. The that's Bills, I do. the Bills, and I, I don't think the Sabres have posted yet, but the Bills posted their, uh. The, bi- the Bills. Their, their Valentine's? Their, tw- their, their Twitter Oh, the Sabres phenomenal. posted them, too. Oh, did they? Good. The grass Good. is always greener with you by my side. Green, oh, nice. Greenway. There we go. You're my number one. UPL. UPL. I'm, yeah, actually, I'm going to go through this. Okay. And you're going to guess them. There's not a star in heaven we can't reach. Oh, man. Think about the goal songs. Oh, that's uh, Jeff Skinner. Yeah. You are exactly what I need. Oh, you got to send that one to your girlfriend. Exactly what I need, and it's Zach, Zach Benson. Benson. Yeah. I might do that actually. That, one, that, that is fantastic. <laughs> Mainly because I have a dorky sense of humor. That really, it's I want to make myself laugh first, and then you. <laughs> yeah, so right. It'll, it'll fit my. It'll fit my. The mind. bills. The bills ones were good too. I, I I love when like teams do this. Um, you have we're the perfect pair. You have Josh Allen and Peppa Pig. Yes, you make me feel warm and fuzzy. It's Stephon Diggs in his pink tracksuit that he wore that oh, one game. Yep, yep, yep. Um, what's cooking good looking with James Cook? <laughs> That's just great. It's Love great. that. Love that. All right, we are going to take another quick time out here. We've been talking a lot of Sabres this first hour. Do want to jump a little bit to the Bills, some draft prospects. Field Yates had his 1.0 mock draft today, and he had a prospect that I know a lot of Bills fans have been keying on. We'll talk about that when we come back. If you want to join the conversation, 803-0550 is the number to call. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, hanging out with you for another hour here on the Extra Point Show. You're listening to WGR. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile? mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified. Empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota. Let's go places.